I don't want a date for Christmas. I don't need a mouth to feed. I don't want to buy you dinner or to take you home with me. I just want them on my phone. Take some pics when you're alone. Send some video too. All I want for Christmas is news. Oh, Marys, do you hear those sleigh bells? Are they jingling? Oh, it's it's very festive, right? This is obviously an iconic gay song by Mariah Carey, and then to have Trixie's very clever kind of parody lyrics on top of it, also. I gotta say, Trixie has a gorgeous voice. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I I love what I love that this came out, and it was an actual new Christmas song that like I liked. No Tino Shade about the Hollisley episode, but like I really I really enjoyed this, uh, and you know I thought it was appropriate to start this episode about Hollisley. Um, I hate calling it Hollisley. The Christmas special. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the holiday special, uh, if you want to be that girl about it. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, because uh, Trixie uh, is on it. So Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're kind of, we're, this is really the the first nuance we're of, of the season in a yeah, way. Right. And, you know, it's a, I, I think we weren't even sure we were going to do Snatch Game this week. And we weren't sure, you know, what all we were going to talk about. So I feel like it's just, you know, some gifts for the Marys of just more content. Yeah, gifts uh, for Santa. Yeah. Gifts for Santa of, of, of more things to queen out about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we wanted to give some, you know, dedicated time to talk about the Christmas special, the holiday special or whatever. Uh, and then, of course, that group interview for Build, which is on YouTube, if you haven't seen it. It is, um, it is a really interesting thing to go into All Stars Four with, you know. There's some a lot of subtext and reading between the lines in that that yep. I don't feel too crazy for thinking and feeling. So no, I don't think this is tinfoil hat. I think uh, <laughs> you know I could Dusty see the Ray Bottoms, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah, not at all. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there's some stuff going on there. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, I have, uh, you know, I have some things to say about the Christmas special. You know, the the true gag of the season was the fact that this wasn't an actual competition. No, this, uh, I mean, it was, you know, a lot of the reviews are calling it an infomercial. Right, um, right. And, and I guess let's, before we go into talking about it, because I feel like let's frame you and I have different opinions about the Christmas special. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe just like going in and, you know, it should make for an interesting discussion. I did not respond very positively to it. You're so diplomatic. Uh, I, it's not that I responded negatively or positively, uh, but I got it. And, well, I got it. Um, and I, uh, yeah, and I thought it was... I thought it was fine. I thought it was, you know, fun and bah humbug to you. But we'll we'll just we'll get into it. Yeah, before but like, we I get in, yeah. Well, I was, I was just saying I mean, before we get into it, I don't think that they caught. I mean, I got it. I just didn't want it. You didn't want it. You know, <laughs> yeah. before we before we get too into it, Mary, why don't we tell our Marys what they're listening to? Well, I mean, they're listening to basically another nuanced episode of All Right, Mary. Ho, ho, ho. All right, Mary. <laughs> oh, All Right, Mary, uh, which, you know, is this is the after show to our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little B2B TV show. That's right. I'm Johnny. 
and I am Colin, and we are taking this nuanced episode, as you already know, to talk about the holiday special that we all just witnessed and the All-Stars 4 build panel. Uh, and yeah, to kind of pick up where we were just saying, I think to, to start off about the, ho- the holiday special, my biggest te- takeaway was... it. Because I don't want to be like negative. I hated it. It was terrible. Like you know, we should be grateful. There's drag race content. I get that. I think that drag race. I know what they were trying to do, and I think they could do better. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. I mean, this was all camp. It was drag race in quotes. Do I think that they could have like done it even more, like a thousand percent? Yes, but you know, if you're thinking about how much time and energy and money that they want to put into this. In the summertime, uh, you know, they're they're going to cut corners and they're going to just make their infomercial. They're going to try to sell and pitch things. Uh, the thing that I am the most grateful for is that we get to see these queens again uh, just on TV. Uh, and some of them I, I love seeing on TV. Uh, and, you know, to the people that are just like, you know, oh, I hated it. You know, it wasn't a competition, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have some more eggnog and get over it. Like, just watch it again a little drunker with a couple of gays uh, and you're going to have a great time. Like it, it's just supposed to be very silly and it's not supposed to be taken seriously at all. And the, the, I think really the, the, the tell for me was the lip sync at the end when Michelle and RuPaul, it, they basically used body stunt doubles and the lip sync was fake. And it's it basically referencing all the the people on Reddit and on Twitter that are like, oh, Michelle and Rue can't lip sync. You know, what do they have to say about this? And then they get up there and they're doing this bit, this like, quote unquote, lip sync for your life bit. Like RuPaul is like making this face and she's like, mm, like how the girls often do on Drag Race. Uh, and I thought that was funny. I, I, I just thought it was cute and bitty and um, shticky, uh, which I, you know, it was just people having fun. And for me, I love watching people have fun. Uh, and, and in that sense, I, I, I want to say that I enjoyed it. Uh, there are things that I hated about it. Like I'm not, I'm not being all holly and sunshine and, you know, snowflakes here uh clearly there's some coal in my stocking but um you know if, if i can look for something that's fun uh, you know I'll, I'll i'll try to find it well thank you i um i don't know i just i guess i feel like what i like about drag race is they bring on each season they bring on this cast of queens of people that we're going to grow to love and grow to talk about and think about and connect with and i think uh that uh, all of the best content from drag race comes from the contestants i don't think it comes from the challenges i don't think it comes from any of the material written i think any of the good lines that have come from different skits and songs have been because the queen interpreted it really well yeah um and so i think that like that's really the magic behind drag Mm. race the Mm -hmm. magic is not so basically the magic behind drag race is, is what these stars are bringing to the platform. But what I felt like the holiday special, like when it started and we had all the intros from the Queens, I was into it and yeah. I was feeling it because it was all just the magic from the Queens. And you got and, Ross Matthews as the elf, which I think he really won the episode for me. And I think that he's really good at playing shtick. He's really good at finding a tone that like, you know, he's in on the joke and he like, I just, and I like Ross a lot. And then as soon as it like, Rue entered the workroom and the singing started and you realized that it was scripted, I was like, oh, this is like, 
this is like the parts of Drag Race that I'm not really into, yeah, and I that's the that. whole show. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm glad there's more Drag Race, and I'm glad that we're in a time where we can have this much and blah blah blah. I get all that. Um, I think that this is an Emmy winning show, and I know that they can do better than this. And I think that like if they didn't try to control it and script it so much in order to sell Rue's Christmas album, they could have had a really cool Christmas special because they had such a good cast and yeah, they really should have recognized that, you know? I, I mean, I, I agree with you there for sure. Uh, I do think that maybe they could have even scripted it even more. We're like, there's scenes between Michelle and RuPaul talking, you know, backstage around like, uh, you know, a conference table or, sure, you know, there's yeah. queens like, mm-hmm. like in, like they're in the van going home or, you know, mm-hmm. that they actually like do drama of filming Drag Race. That they uh, really do a whole scripted thing from soup to nuts. Yes. And then there's always a wink and a nod and there's so right. many little jokes they can put in and little references. Right. Like whereas, make it a real musical, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this, I felt like they were kind of. Uh, vacillating between a traditional format and a stage scripted format right so that you always saw the seams and you always saw the the wig line was always popping you know i mean at the end of the day these queens were paid to be guest stars on Mm -hmm. a show that was selling many many different products and and in the history of christmas specials you know of of shows of whether it's um whether it's like a cabaret act or like a, a musical star or whether it's like an actual TV show uh, like Pee Wee Herman, like there's there's a certain tone and a certain thing that happens. And sometimes it is just got awful. And it's like, what is this? But at the end of the day, it's just about being festive and it's about selling something. Mm-hmm. And it's about just being happy. The, the one thing I did appreciate about this is that they didn't have a winner. That it was like, yeah, you're all winners. We're just going to keep this positive. It's fine. Um, I, I kind of appreciated that because I'm like, okay, good. We don't have to talk about any politics around who won and who didn't win and if it mattered or not. Like, this is a Christmas special that doesn't have to do with these queens. You're right. It has to do with selling things. It has to do with this brand having a Christmas special. And it's like, here yeah. we go. I mean, if they do another one, I think they'll do it a lot better. Um, I think this was the first one. They didn't have much of a budget. Um, except Which they is had- crazy to me. You just, you're, you've just won an Emmy. You're, you're, you have a, but that's, that's nuts to me. You wouldn't do this if you didn't have a budget. Yeah. That's- but you know what, Mary, that, that's why this is the ultimate gag of the season because they put up all of this marketing for this holiday, holiday spectacular thing they're like, oh, yeah, these queens are going to be on it. They're going to be going mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, and you're thinking it's going to be this real kind of cool special. Yeah. And it's not even a competition. And yet so many bars showed this on a Friday night. Yep. So many people like change. One of our Twitter followers said they like they changed their shift. Um, yeah. There are people that, you know, stopped everything to start watching Drag Race again. And then it was a commercial. I mean, that's a gag. Do I think that's great? No. I mean, again, I'm I'm not saying that I'm like loving this whole special. I do see what it was doing and I can find the things to appreciate. That's kind of why I'm here. Um, but uh, but yeah, I in, in terms of its. um in terms of like the, the the where they could have gone, yes, I think that they could have gone even further, or yeah, brought it back and made this more about the queens. I mean, one of the things they could have done if they if they wanted to sell Rue's music and they couldn't just have it be about the queens, or, or I guess it's really if they didn't want to sell Rue's music and have it be about the queens, what they really could have done is kind of like one of those. Uh, 
Or no, if they want to make it about Rue's music, what they could have done, sorry, I had two different ideas. If they wanted to make it about Rue's music and really accept that this is selling it, they could do like one of those PBS like infomercials. Like, you know, we have people waiting on the line. Like they could have really done a whole parody oh, of that see, with yeah. a fake phone number. Right. And then each of the queens could have been doing like a, uh, a performance. A weird act, yeah. Doing like, a weird act. And the queens could have been doing an act to one of her songs right, or performing right. them or lip syncing it. But it, it would be accepting that this was an infomercial and leaning into it the way that RuPaul does. Like he doesn't try to hide the the sell. He'll say now available on iTunes and do a wink. And we kind of appreciate that he knows what he's doing. Whereas right. here it was like, okay, but now you're trying to you're not really in on the joke. And I feel like when we call you out on this, you're like, oh yeah, well I was in on the joke. It's like, no, you weren't because there were no winks or nods to like indicate that. Uh, the whole episode to me was a wink and a nod, Mary. I, I, that feels like, like the minute that's like he, J- but no, but the minute he came down and said, this is a musical and he was singing musical theater in the way that he has described that he hates musical theater, which is like sing talking. Like I was like, this is all a complete joke. Well, I think the whole special was a campy joke, but I think the fact that it was just an infomercial selling his music, that I think was not being made so explicit. They were playing that up like this is obviously what we're doing. Okay. And I think that actually works. You know, I, I hate I hate to have to say this, but that whole expression, like if you're going to do something, do it bigger. Or if you're going to fart, fart uh, loud. Like, oh, blah, you blah. said it. You said uh, it. How you dare you? It. To make you my point, it. I had to you say the brown it. word. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, I, I said you, not me. And so um, I I just think that that would have worked and would have been more in line. But this, I felt like, Rue, are you, are you like so – it almost read as that he was so high in his own bullshit that we thought we, he thought we were buying it, you know? Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Yeah, I'm just starting to get a, a little bit of that feeling of um, – it almost feels like what I have started to feel watching this the second time was when Drag Race started, it was obviously doing a parody of other reality competition shows like Project Runway and right. Top yes, Model. Yes, 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 yes. And now I think the holiday special is now almost like using itself, which it's done before, yeah. but using itself as a parody, well, this yeah. parody material. I you just, know? I mean, I, I think I said in the beginning of the Nuance episode that this is a Drag Race episode in quotes. Like, it's not real. It wasn't think- really a competition. And that was the gag. Like, we thought it would be. And then the minute RuPaul came down and started singing, and it was like, oh, this is a musical to go. This is scripted. This was, this is a show. I think to your point, though, that they would have had to script the whole thing because the fact that elements yes, of right. it were, and then all of a sudden the queens are singing back. Like, it just becomes like, oh, oh, okay. Because it, it was so real. And like, like when Trixie walks in with that Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, I was like, oh, I'm going to love this. Great. And right. and all the, the entrances were kind of fun, and you know I was happy to see most of the queens, not all of them. Let's be real. Um, and it was just like feeling like, oh, this is going to be fun. And I was almost expecting like a two hour, like almost like a Drag Race Thailand finale. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I hear what you're saying. I thought it was going to be that too, and and you know we didn't see any sewing or anything. It was it was all a production. Um, you know, if we're going to be talking about entrance looks, I will say that. There are two that stuck out to me. Uh, I'll save the best one for last. But the first one I just want to talk about is Mayhem Miller coming out. Um, When she brought that mistletoe, it just reminded me of the vamp in the old movie who brings the mistletoe and is like, here we are. I I have the mistletoe. Now I'm going to kiss everybody, you know. And I thought that was really cute. I am. I I don't. 
I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or what, and I'm just going to own it, is I think that Mayhem Miller is a very talented drag queen with a lot of experience, but I, I, I haven't found anything that really compels me about her. Okay. I just don't, I just don't get it. I just like, I just, I read that bit as like a little basic. I was like, who wants to Kai Kai? I was like, this like, like, that's such like a basic joke. Well, like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about being the character that walks in with the Oh uh, Yeah. So I know what you're saying. That's a great character. I don't yeah. think she sold it in the least. Oh, I thought she sold it when she came out. And then, you know, then she was interacting with the Queens and it wasn't a character anymore. It was just like a little thing that she was doing. It, it felt like, I don't know. I just, I'm not. I'm just not buying it, Gia, and I don't know what it is. I don't. I never really like warmed to Mayhem the way I thought I would, oh. and I haven't figured out why. Okay. Uh, but because, like, I don't know. I kind of came into season ten thinking, "Oh, this is like a queen Mayhem I'm excited Miller. about," yeah. and right. I just haven't. It's not negating her talent. I think the thing I like about Mayhem the most is that new meme about her from the like oh. the lip sync with the eyes. I love sure. that. Sure. Now I'm compelled. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, so that's the mayhem I'm interested in. The queen who can recognize that meme and run with it, that I love. I just didn't see a lot of that in the special or season 10. I just like that she called herself May May. I thought that was really cute. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the other queen that just killed me was Sonique. Oh. I think she I think she broke the internet, essentially. Like she yeah. looked, The whole episode looked goddamn sonique right it was just like gorgeous like absolutely gorgeous she was such a a treat to see again and i think you know i mean i i am not going to try to stumble over the correct term but i think seeing her in the confessional we don't typically see a queen present like that in the professional in the confessional uh they typically you know are in boy drag so to speak and so like just seeing someone who wasn't I'm like avoid it. Cause I just, I was like thinking, I don't know how to say this without saying it the wrong way. So I'm just like not going to step in it, but I, it was so exciting to see so on. And it made me think about the future of seeing more trans Queens and cisgendered Queens. Completely. And like, you know, like it just yeah. was like, Oh my God, I forgot. We don't actually see this ever, you know? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We have so comp- uh, competing and we're going to have Gia competing in all stars. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, just it's, like, it's, it's this, finally, yeah, it was a fun jarring moment. I was like, so happy. I was like, look at you. Hi. Hi, Sonique. Hey. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, she I, she walks in and she says, looks like you were naughty this year because you got a bad bitch for Christmas. And it just sounded like, you know what I'm going to say? Uh, yes. uh, I hope you girls brought a sweet tooth because Miss <laughs> Candy Ho was in the motherfucking house. <laughs> it was like the same it was inflection. The same, the same and beat. I love, I love Candy Ho's entrance mm-hmm. uh, uh, line. So, Well, and in uh, some ways they're both kind of doing a version of like, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. It's right, the same inflection. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like looks like you were naughty this year. Oh, so great. Oh, yeah. she kills it. And then later on, you know, we could we don't have to do anything linear linearly today. Um Sonique, uh the gingerbread look, I was just like, oh. holy fuck. Yeah. Uh I was like, put some Put some gingerbread in my muffin. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, put some gingerbread in my muffin. Uh, <laughs> it's like something Candy Ho would say. Yeah, I was going to say, that's very Candy Ho. <laughs> and if you touch it too long, Van slows down and pauses. Um, uh, you could have a, you might, you better have a glass of milk. All right, just keep driving. Um, yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that that gingerbread look was 
like the shining moment from this whole thing. That was so good and like so my kind of drag. And I love pants on the runway. I love a little pantsuit. I mm-hmm. thought she looked amazing. I love that interpretation of a Christmas look. Yeah, yeah, I did. Love I mean, that. I think about the Christmas queens in season three, and like you know, there's so many obvious choices, and I think it's it's the ones that you don't expect they're the most exciting totally totally and you know you think of it and i you know this is i don't know if this was nuanced or not but usually think of it as gingerbread man right and then here's oh yeah dressing up as this gingerbread person right it's just like okay yeah let's make okay this is mrs gingerbread man you know right and in a pantsuit she's in a gingerbread man look but yeah i mean it's yeah and it's so femme it is so femme and it's so femme yeah oh my god she was so femme Margaret Cho. Uh, what is that? Oh, yeah, Margaret Cho. Oh, oh yeah, my God. She was so fab. She was so fab. She was, so fab. She was, she was so like, fab. get down there. Down there. Get, get down there. Get down there. <laughs> and don't come back up until you have a pussy mustache. Pussy mustache. <laughs> oh, my God. I she was, was so fab. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just thinking about the Notorious CHO the other day, and I was, I just, I love that part when she goes, because I can't come when you fuck me. I can't come when you fuck me. I can't come when you fuck me. I love what she does. Like I can't come version. when you fuck me. Because I can't come when you fuck me. I can't come when you fuck me. I can't come when you fuck me. I just, oh. That I would do a Matreon on that on that special. In oh, a we second. should. Yeah, we I should. I fucking love that, that special. All we great. had was Baker's chocolate. I mean, that's just <laughs> <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Chocolate. You, chocolate. Who? You have a chocolate on your dick. Honk. <laughs> I always love that that she ended that joke with a honk. honk I always yeah, thought that yeah, was yeah, so yeah. funny. Oh, Margaret Show. So chocolate. Fun. Chocolate. Who? You have chocolate on your dick. Honk. <laughs> Oh Margaret! Oh, oh God! Uh, Those are I the can't days. Come when you fuck me. Oh my God! That <laughs> watching that in college was. I saw her live many times. We, I mean, we have to talk about this holiday show. But yeah, we do. I saw her many live many times at the Beacon Theater. She is yeah, uh, uh, too gay to function. Was yeah, was me was me when I saw her. It was so oh fabulous. yeah. Uh, she's never been on Drag Race. She'd be a great no. She, yeah, she, she would. She, she I think. She did do a Kim Jong Un impression for like something. Okay. She did. There yeah, was some maybe season eight with I don't know. That would be kind of a I don't know. There, I remember seeing her on doing her like Kim Jong Il impression. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're but I don't remember Margaret Cho. Was. I don't. Yeah, I don't Margaret know. Margaret Cho. Yeah. yeah Margaret um, Cho. Speaking of speaking, speaking of Kim Jong's sister, um, Kim Chi comes. Uh, I have to say that I do love Kim Chi because she is so weird. So I was She's happy to see weirdo. her on TV again. Yeah, yeah, she's actually like in some ways Kim Chi is like not good TV in a way because she's like such a weirdo that it almost doesn't work. Right. Like in the Talking Heads, I was the like, Talking Heads, yeah. Like how high are you right it, now? Right? You're yeah. really stoned, <laughs> which is fine. Oh, I mean, yeah. no, she's. Uh, but I, I was ex- also excited to see her looks because I was just like, okay, she's she's also a looks queen. So. It's yeah, it's always just kind of fun to see what she's going to do and how she's going to figure out how to get through a challenge. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. I in in terms of the rest of the episode, I mean, you you have the makeup in the mirror thing and and whatever. But uh, I don't know if you want to talk about any looks or if you want to talk about the jazz masters tea i mean you know i think the looks i mean i think that uh um sonique just won. sonique's is really yeah that's really the most exciting to me i mean uh trixie's angel was great with the scepter that was a great oh, right. look yeah. that reminded me of oh it, you know what it reminds me of it, it reminds me of pearl 
in the John Waters challenge in that angel look. I just oh, like I see. Yep. It's obviously a lot better, but like right. it just was reminiscent of that. Uh and I think Fifi played an angel as well. Angels on the on drag race. Angels There's on the birds runway. of yeah. birds of drag race, angels of drag race. There you go, Mary. Yeah. Um yeah, uh Sh- Shangela's look also Frostula. It was yeah. an impeccable look and very creative. Right. Um, but there was that kind of depressing through line of like Shangela this is not your redemption. Right, right. Oh, actually, Shangela wasn't brought on to win. Right. Yes, yes. Because I kind of was expecting that if there was a winner. Honestly, if there was a winner, Mayhem would have won. Oh, okay. For everything I just said about Mayhem, she still would have won this episode, I think. Because of the Crumpus look? I think they loved everything she did. And I do think that in that, that The lip sync was great. She did great yeah. on the lip sync. Yeah. I think she did great. I think she was great this episode. She's a great performer. Like, I'm not knocking that. But, right. uh, yeah. Um. So, yes, I can't think of any others. Obviously, like... Oh, well, Jasmine uh, Masters. I mean, we'll talk about the no voiceover look. thing, but, like, uh, for me, she was in this golden cocoon. Like, the cocoon is back on the runway. Oh, this was kind of like if they fished her out of the pool with the net. Yeah. This is what it would look like when you pulled her out. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're right in there, Jasmine. Yeah. She waves her hand. <laughs> totally. Yeah. She waves her yeah. hand. Yeah. Waves her hand, yeah. Uh, um, I know that you... Um, you also hated the workroom scene where they were singing. I just have to say that this scene to me was, was, it was absurdist and hilarious and weird. And you had to be a little drunk to watch this. I mean, just thinking of Trixie Mattel with that maniacal face and the glockenspiel and the, the violin and the auto harp. It was just like so bizarre and oh, clearly the- all staged and, and weird. And then Jasmine at the piano. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I yeah. Like, what are we watching? This I know. So Jasmine. <laughs> Jasmine's on the piano like Joanne Castle, just like banging away, <laughs> not even hitting a key. And uh, yeah, and it, it's the whole thing is, I mean, honestly, this, this is what kills me is that the holiday special has such a potential for being this like David Lynchian Twin Peak situation <laughs> with Jasmine all wrapped up like it's like it's like that movie where like Bella Lugosi died the Ed Wood movie and they had to like have a stand in for half his scenes oh, it's like sure, they had to have a stand in sure. for Jasmine like right. I think like that could have been even weirder where it was just like a tall fat <laughs> where, where white guy Jas- yeah where did yeah. Jasmine go yeah they just yeah. talked about Jasmine and yeah <laughs> Right, and then like there's Jasmine, and it's just like, no, that's obviously the clown who pretended to be De- Bianca Del Rio in the season eight photo challenge from episode one. You and I both right. know, right? Yeah. You know, if you're gonna, what is it? If you're gonna fart, <laughs> mm-hmm. then if you're gonna have a weird holiday special, then be real special about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I just, like, I mean, in a way, like the way that I'm cr- criticizing the special is an expectation on Drag Race that it could do so much better. It could be so much smarter. And I think that, I don't know. I think that if it were to choose to make those smarter jokes or to do like a really high campy parody of Christmas specials with like some dirtier jokes and some like, or, just or, or get some co- writers from adult swim and make this kind of yeah. like a stoner special. Like, yeah. like really like robot chicken the fuck out of it. You get know, weird with it. Like get a little punk, you know, like I always think of like when RuPaul talks about when he would did, when he does gender fuck and he always says, we got combat boots and smeared lipstick. And he always does the arm across the lips and smeared lipstick and combat boots. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Ru is like, get a little weird with it. Sure. This, I, I just, I think that that I just that would have been really um, it would have been really exciting, and the fact that that didn't happen, this came off as um, like 
a, it didn't come off. I just didn't come off that they were in on the joke. You know, um, I just. Yeah, I think that I think that they signed up for it and they were like, what is this? Oh, the Queens I'm not even talking about. I the Queens I think signed up for a job. They all did great in terms yeah. of like they showed up. They, you know, I mean, we obviously heard things from Jasmine's uh Which Insta we'll get story. into, yeah. yeah. I think that's important because I don't think everybody's heard that. Um Yeah, but I don't have any critiques of the Queens themselves. I, I appreciate that they all showed up and it was a great cast of Queens that they had a lot of potential with. Totally. Uh yeah, had they gone a different direction, I think they could have added even more queens to kind of be in on it. You know? Oh, my God. How cool would that have been if it was just like this bevy of queens who show up some in cameos? You know what I right, mean? Like, right. This could have been like a real fucking thing, especially after winning the Emmy to have like a big fucking special celebration. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody's driving the van and it's on Gina, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like Delta. Work. Hey, at least they, at least you got the van. You know, Delta got the hair gig on Gina's still doing craft services. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You like maybe they, there's like a musical number that they're doing. And then, like, they pan past, like, Coco and Alyssa, like, pulling each other's wigs off. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I think little digs like that would have been – I think would have, I mean, obviously you have to get all the queens to be available. But it's to be on Drag Race on VH1. I think Coco can cancel a, you know, a gig. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, if she's getting paid, she can cancel a gig, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it would have been a nice celebration. I, I, I – they were trying to market this one way. I think you hit the nail on the head when it was like they were marketing this to not be an infomercial and it came off as like, oh, this is this is what this is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say that I didn't enjoy it I because there were times when I'm like, this is so weird. This is so bad. And I'm also loving it. Right. But remember season four, they did a challenge just like this where they sold RuPaul's music and all of the commercials. Oh, it was right. Like, yeah, of course. And all yeah. of them were cheesy and like kind of ridiculous. And we all knew that it sounded like these like ridiculous Time Life music series. Right, kind of commercials. Right, right, right. And it right. worked because they got the tone. Yes. And even the queens who didn't do well, still it still worked in the model of they got the, like, the structure. Yeah. Yeah, they got so it. So I think this like they already know how to do that. And they like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I will say that for me, the uh, another positive that came out of this was Jasmine Masters lip syncing against Shangela on the runway. I mean, that whole well, moment yeah. with like the the scarecrow mask from Batman Begins, like it yeah. was so brilliant. It was like the butterfly got stuck in the cocoon and right. she was just dancing around. Right. And then so dressed funny. up like Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice and did a little two step. <laughs> It was like it was so strange. Oh, it's so strange, and and like we. I mean, literally, you're watching it. First of all, there's no confessionals of Jasmine, so no. there's no commentating like what's happening. And then you see her, and you can't see her face in this lip sync, and you're just like, what is going on? And all Shangela right. says is like. Yeah, it's kind of like a Valentina moment here. And, and it's so weird. Nobody they can't knew what stop was it. going on. Yeah, they couldn't stop it. Because it's like, not a competition, so they can't, like, stop it and say, well, you lose because nobody loses. So they right. have to just, like... Right. She's like, I'm not going out there with this makeup on. I'm putting this on. You know, I think we can transition into kind of talking about the tea with uh, with Jasmine. But apparently, Jasmine, uh, she I guess she grabbed the wrong fabric when she was making that, that hood and mm -hmm. uh, it was really hot underneath the hood. And so her her makeup started melting off uh, after the runway, right? When she had right. to do the lip sync next. And so she didn't want to go out there. She didn't have enough time to do her makeup again. 
she also said later on when she was a little more stoned, she's like, yeah, I guess I could have done my makeup and kind of fixed it. But, you know, everybody likes a meme and everybody likes a moment. So I, I thought it would just kind of be more interesting if I kept this on. Right. And I kind of like I mean, I can, I get that. I get the idea. Like, I think Jasmine is smart enough to know that, like, uh, the only thing better than, like, doing a good job is doing a meme worthy job right. in terms doing, of, like, like, what people remember. Absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I didn't watch the entire video because after a while I was like, so what I'm gathering is that you don't want your time wasted. That seems to be what I'm gathering. Sure. Well, there was uh, th so the OK, so the first thing, the reason why she wasn't in any of the bits like the pajama game dancing and right and the confessionals or whatever is because she left early. Essentially, Shangela was holding them up and kept holding them up all day. It was a two day shoot. And Jasmine was fed up because, you know, Shangela got away with it. Who knows if there's like some jealousy there because Shangela is like this big movie star and is acting in some type of way, like high and mighty mm -hmm. and gets away with everything. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Jasmine was not having it. She's like, this is not professional and I'm done. I'm leaving. So she left uh, after they filmed the portions that we saw. Yeah. I mean, you know, I... I get it, right? Like, this is a gig, and especially this. Like, this is a paid gig that we've all signed up for. There's no there's no real, like, um, variables in terms of how long we last or how long this is going to happen. We know. This is all scripted. There's parts that we're going to, like, improvise dialogue, but, like, we know how this is all going to work in the same way there'd be any other filming gig they're all doing as professionals. Right. And so I, I get that, like, Jasmine's, like we all got to show up and right. Angela's not showing up and she's getting this leniency because she's obviously, you know, drag race royalty. And I can't disagree where she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need this. Jasmine doesn't need no, she doesn't. to do any of this. Like drag race needs Jasmine. Jasmine doesn't need drag race. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, and so like, I love like some of the things I took, I took the note of when she said, I waste my own time. You don't waste my time. This is my time. This is my life. I just love that idea of like, <laughs> I waste my own time. Only a stoner would say that. Oh, you know? I get it. I get it. Yeah. But it's right? also, there's like a brilliance in there, right? It's like, yeah, of course. I'm only going to do this. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the other kind of tea that she went into that I heard about uh, on her Instagram before is that she gets into it with Eureka. Mm -hmm. um, and of course we don't see it because after watching this episode, there's nothing reality about this. This is all no. scripted and controlled, but yeah, Jasmine gets into a fight with Eureka. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't remember. I think she said Eureka was making it all about the big girls or something. And no. To... So what happened was they were, they were practicing, they were rehearsing with Todrick the 80s dance right mm -hmm. and you remember that moment where latrice does a split uh-huh yeah so eureka was like okay well that big girl's gonna do a split i'm gonna do a split too right and i'm gonna do high kicks and things and she and she jasmine posits that like eureka was kind of getting competitive about it like mm -hmm. oh well you know she's gonna do it i gotta do it too you know this is a competition um, right and so you know they're rehearsing it and they do it over and over. Now, most of the queens were marking a lot of those movements. Like Latrice only did the split when she like had to. Right. But mm -hmm. Eureka was <clears throat> doing the high kicks, doing the splits, going all out the whole time. And then, you know, sh when uh, I think Tajik was like, okay, do you guys want a break? Do you guys need a break right now? All the queens according to Jasmine, we're like, no, no, we're good. We can go on. And then Eureka's like, no, I need a break. I need a break. I'm really tired. And Jasmine's like, 
uh, she said something to her like, uh, you know, uh, well, you just don't, you don't, you can market more or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we don't need a break. <clears throat> we, I want to get this over with. And then Eureka says to her, she's like, oh, well, you can say that as a skinny girl. And, but as a big girl, you know, I, I need a break. And, you know, I got bad knees and mm-hmm. Jasmine got upset. She was just like, you know, you, she, I don't know if she even got upset, but she clapped back. She's like, girl, this has nothing to do with your, with our size. Like you're, you're going all out for no reason. Uh, it, it's silly. Right, right. Like this is not, no one's criticizing big girls, but like you're not being an intelligent performer right now. I don't don't care what size you are. Yeah. yeah. So Eureka, I guess, got really defensive uh, and, you know. You, you you do not come for Jasmine Masters because yeah, Jasmine well. will tell you how it is. She's like, no, 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 no. That is not how this went down. So I guess yeah. that's what happened. And, and again, in retrospect, it's like not that big of a moment to me. And they didn't even show it. And, you know, Jasmine, I think she <laughs> I think she's brilliant. And Eureka, you know, she's got her own things going on and she's evolving as a person and as a performer. Uh, I think the real the real the real tea is that Jasmine left now. The one thing I will say this about this all is that she is critiquing Shangela for being unprofessional, but then Jasmine leaves in the middle of a gig. That's pretty unprofessional to me. I mean, that's like, I think that her point of view is like, I don't think I'm being unprofessional. Like we have to be here on time, but I think it's like, she's only looking at what's being, what's been affected up to that point. And she's not looking at what her behavior does like she's trying to advocate for like we're all here like she's even quoting rue of like i got shit to do let's go and she's trying to get on that bandwagon but it's like well what about once you've left and there's all this shit people need to do that they plan to have you there for right like i think that doesn't i'm i'm then i'm not buying it anymore i could understand of like okay like this you know this is not on schedule i can't be involved for this part i have things to do i can show up tomorrow and i'll film that part for you but like uh this is what i scheduled myself for i don't know i i think uh i kind of understand jasmine's the essence of what she's saying but i think that um the sacrifice that she made for the gig is you know to the gig is not is not really like justifying it you know right like Right. She like she showed her you're not going to leave me waiting, but you're going to leave everyone else hanging in the process. Yeah. What 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 I think is interesting, I think this is true. And Mary's definitely email and let me know if I'm wrong. But uh, I think this was filmed before All Stars four. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know what the chronology was. So um, it's interesting to think about Latrice and Jasmine on this. And then going and filming All Stars 4. Just interesting. Well, so Jasmine talked about this a little bit in that Instagram video. Because she said that there were lots of deaths going on in her in her personal oh, life. right, right. And that she said from like May to October. So I, I think that All Stars 4 maybe started in May? Started filming in May? And then maybe later in the no, year they started... It couldn't have started filming in May because... Right, because Monet, I know Monet was doing gigs in May. Oh, so maybe the Christmas special was first. That's what I think. And then they, because then I think sometimes they'll, like, it'll be over the summer. So maybe over the summer, like July, yeah. they did All Stars 4. That's and so she's gone, yeah. Yeah, so, which is, because it's funny, she said that she's she was gone until October. And so it was like, well, what were you doing on the All Stars 4 set that long? Wait, she was gone until? 
Did she just so say she, she was experiencing deaths until October? She said from May to October, like 22 people died. And she said from when I went on the show to when I like was done with the show. So from like May to October. And she said when I went and then I left and when I was on the, when I came back. And so I think what she was saying is like when I was on filming for one thing and then filming for something else. Oh. And all of that was between May and October. Okay. I don't know how far into the after. blunt she was yeah, at that was point. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mary's maybe you can uh, yeah. give us some um, some sources uh, where that stuff is delineated for us. That would be great. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I will say this, even though I didn't get to see uh, Jasmine's face because of the mask, it, it also forced me to go to her Instagram and listen to her for an hour, which I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of love her. Yeah. I know she's fun to listen to. I think that she's a, you know, yeah, she's a, she's a great like public personality to be yeah. able to listen to. And if you're not into it, you're not into it, but I right. think she's uh she's an interesting or an, an important reminder that drag queens are not meant to be these like role models for children. Like Jasmine is not conceding to that idea that like drag race girls need to be a little more wholesome. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. or a little I mean, more well, she's agreeable. She's certainly being professional. She's certainly being sweet. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's not. She's just smoking weed. You know. Yeah, but I, and she's just not mincing words, and she's just not like she's she's being like Shangela is like the drag race sweetheart, and she's like, I'm not buying Shangela. You're right. all obsessed with her. I, I'm not into that. I'm not going to fall for that. And it's like she doesn't compromise herself for the production. I see what you mean. Yeah, and we we I mean she she fucking left. You're right. Yeah. I, she just fucking left. That's balls. You kind of got to honor that. I mean, yeah. We could we could read her for not for, you know, leaving people hanging in this gig. But like you could also say, well, hey, this is actually what RuPaul has been preaching is like, don't let people fuck with your time. Don't let them, you know, dic- it's your life. Like, don't let them dictate your schedule. It's also be professional. But I, I can see where what Jasmine did is is somewhat in line with the gospel of RuPaul. I see what you're saying. I, I certainly think that there's a a a perspective there uh, for mm-hmm. RuPaul, and that the you know the other side of it is like, girl, you, you know, you sign a contract, you sign up for this gig, you gotta stay the whole time, you know. Yeah, sorry, you had to wait twenty minutes for Shangela. Like, I just, I don't know. I hope the gig paid well. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think All Stars Four will will pay her in droves in that. Yeah, sense. yeah. Certainly, yeah. Um, so that was the Christmas special. I, you know, yada, 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 uh, say what you want. I, I think we kind of, I don't think I was trying to convince you of anything and you know, you weren't necessarily trying to convince me of anything, but, uh, I, I, all I have to say is I think this might age well. Um, and if it doesn't age well, like all stars one there, there will at least be some moments that we can kind of appreciate. Uh, and you know. I think in as much as like All Stars 1 has that amazing untucked in the first episode, I think the holiday special will have like Sonique and that gingerbread look. Oh, sure. You know, and I will so, say this, the lip sync between RuPaul and uh, and Michelle, I was actually laughing out loud. There was this part where Michelle does this uh, like backhand spring cartwheel into this like ridiculous pike that it's so fake and so funny yeah well at the beginning i was like i felt like michelle was pulling like an ivy winter is like owning that part of the stage oh i see i I was like what are you doing (laughs) and then rue was like Alyssa edwardsing down the middle of the runway i was like oh (laughs) you know uh you're you're going home girl uh but yeah then thank god the stunt double showed up (laughs) 
<laughs> also, like, not for nothing, but, like, I can't believe, and I know it's because it was RuPaul's music, but I can't believe we had a whole musical episode and Ru- and Michelle didn't sing ever. Well, she sings on that song that she lip-synced to. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, it was like, okay, so RuPaul only let you be on one song. Got it. Oh, wow. Mary. But, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, he, he does, it's like a musical episode. She's a musical theater queen. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, she, I don't know. She, there's that uh, Mrs. Claus podcast, right? The first Mrs. Claus. Oh yeah, I heard you Ross talking it? about it. I didn't listen to that episode, but I heard oh, Ross talk about it on Straight she, Talk. She doesn't sing. Uh, they use a singing double, uh, I guess, because the the composer wrote music that like Michelle wouldn't be good at singing. Wow. <laughs> That's some shady shit. That's some shady shit. Whatever. Like, why? Michelle doesn't need that. She's on the fucking West End. She's about to come to Broadway, I'm sure, with Jamie. Uh, Jamie. She's Jamie. doing Jamie. Everybody's Everyone's talking, talking about, about Jamie. Jamie. Talking about Jamie. Jamie knew. <laughs> Everyone's talking about Jamie. I just like, <laughs> talking about Jamie. Oh, McCain. <laughs> You've done it again. Oh, Jamie. Come on, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie, uh, you, can't be, you can't be just a drag queen, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> it's so it's such a good show, Mary. I hope it comes to Broadway so you could see it. Yeah, no, I would love to. Uh, and I'd love to see Michelle, you know, do. I guess someone sent us a video of her, of her performance. Yeah, but that was. I didn't um, watch it. That was at. Um, she wasn't really doing an accent in that song when she performed it uh, at this like award show. Um, okay. But she. Uh, yeah, she she has two songs, a bit in one song, and then a whole song to herself. Um, yeah, I I'll, I'll be curious to see how she does. I uh, you know I'm just happy to see a, a a short theater girl from New Jersey like find a path there. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, there's something that's so great about that. She wanted it for so long, and she's yeah. got it. You know, it's like come yeah. on, Michelle. By hook or by crook, she went from South Plainfield to the West End. Like that's right. You know, you got to give it to her, Biella. You got to give it to her. <laughs> got to give it to her. Got to give it to her. Um, well, listen. Why don't we take a little break and then switch gears and talk about that build interview? Hmm. And we're back. Hello, Marys. Uh, Hello. Hello. So, yeah, so there's this um, great interview. I, do I, do I want to call it a great interview? You know, I, I will say this. So, okay, so it's a Build interview. So Build is like the publication or whatever, the, the, the channel. Um, yeah. And uh, they had all the, the All-Stars forecast on in the studio being interviewed by Carson Kressley. Um, I just want to say off the bat that Carson Kressley interrupted the Queens so consistently where the fact that, I mean, they didn't even get to finish what they were yeah. saying the, the entire time, for the entire half an hour. Yeah, I I was probably most shocked at how um, n- terrible of an interview Carson was being. I yeah. think he's, I don't think he is. I think he's better than this. It seems to be the running theme of this episode is you could do better. Uh, I was shocked and it seemed to me that Carson was mostly concerned about like, the time like you know staying on a schedule and like wasn't really listening he even says oh i've got to fill five minutes and three seconds now you know he's he was not engaged in actually having a conversation with these queens he was just trying to like fill a slot he was fill. he was ending their answers or saying different answers for them uh yeah like they would they would be like oh yeah it's like and he'd be like it's like this and i'm just like stop mm-hmm. it stop yeah. it yeah 
he would summarize what they were saying, but he'd summarize it incorrectly, right. but as a way to like to move on. It's like, well, no, that's not what they were saying at all. Yeah, uh, I watched America's I, Next Top Model. They give like whole little lessons on how to be an interviewer or an interviewee. And let me tell you, yeah. Carson was breaking all the rules. And I feel like, I feel like especially, I mean, they all had their own point of view, but I feel like Monet realized early on, she's like, this there's no one's getting like this is not working like I you could tell that she was just like this is uncomfortable and like she seemed to pick it up right away <laughs> yeah she did pick it up right away she was um center stage for me you know yeah but, like I it, love it was, that look too. Yeah, oh totally she he interrupted her and Naomi so many times there was a one moment I saw where uh, Monet kept trying to come back and finish yep. her answer and then she just put the mic down. Yeah, he, he just kept, and I, I saw that, and it was, and it was a shame, because Monet was being really, like, engaging, and was very, like, it, sometimes it felt like the queens would get the mic, and it was, like, their chance to say their, their bit, or their sound clip, <clears throat> you know, at one point, they were, it's like, well, as of this, well, I know for me on this platform, and right. it's like, okay, I know you have to do this, yeah. but we're seeing all of it happen like the way that it really happens and not the kind of like edited version. I see what you, you know? mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. And I felt like Monet was trying to have a real conversation at points and I think gave up and I think was she like, did. okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There's a, a, an actual visual cue where you're like, yep. oh, she's done. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that Simpsons, that Simpsons episode when Lisa and Ralph Wiggum go on the date and then she like, I think they go to an award show together and then she like, rejects him on camera and then Bart pauses he says you can see the exact moment when his heart breaks and he keeps doing like freeze frames of Ralph just like crumbling it's when she didn't choo choo choose him she didn't choo choo choose him yeah and so uh yes this was very similar of like it was almost like a curb your enthusiasm moment of when when Monet realized this was bullshit (laughs) yeah totally um so wait, at one point she says, "Sorry, I, I forgot what it was." But at one point she makes some joke. Oh, oh, and oh yeah, too soon. She says it about too uh, soon about Alaska basically being yeah. black when she's naked. Yeah, right, 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 right. And I, that made me laugh. I was like, she too soon. Laugh, and she was like, too soon. Yeah, and that everybody just great. ignored her completely. They yeah. just moved on. <laughs> I was just like, Monet, come on, come sit with me. I hear you, girl. Like, I don't know what's going on up there either. <laughs> oh man. Um. So. Uh, I think the first real tea that we get, and then I want to talk about some of the other subtexts that we see mm-hmm. in this interview, but Naomi Smalls comes out with oh. like something scalding, right? I so love that. Th- the question is from Carson, like, is there a formula to do well, right? Because Manila and Latrice have obviously been on this show before, and, you know, mm-hmm. is there a formula? Like, what do you know? And Naomi comes out, and she's like, uh, being blonde and white? <laughs> yeah, right? And it's like it's some tea, and they all like they, they all laugh, know, but then yeah. Carson like can't respond to it. Oh, sure, he cannot. And, he's like, "Don't look at me, don't look at me," because he's blonde and white. <laughs> yeah, of course, right. And like he has to like toe the company line every step of the way. And I, there's some tension. There, were, there is some fucking tension in this cast. There were a lot of moments like that where like the queens were like, "I'm not, I'm not doing this." Like Gia Gunn. Latrice Royale, right? Um, you know, I mean, and, and then you'd have a queen like uh, Manila Luzon, who, I mean, like I don't know anything, but she was out. She was acting like, man, 
must have felt good to win All Stars Four, <laughs> didn't it? Because the way you're well, sitting there, her and there, Valentina, I think we're like, yeah, like Valentina gave the answer where she's like, you know, RuPaul and her team, they did really great, and she looked great the whole season, mm-hmm. you know. And meanwhile, oh, all the other queens are like, she looked busted, <laughs> right? I was like, oh, I guess we know who top two was because yeah. look who's on their best behavior. Manila and, you know, and Valentina for sure. I will say Monique yeah. Hart and Jasmine, they kind of flanked the back row. Monique yeah. Hart was drunk. Like, right? Oh, she was. And, you know, I love Monique because, like, she she knows Just, how to be an ooh sensation. Right. And I love that but look, there was, <laughs> Oh, me too. But, man, was there a tension. Yeah. Yeah, of like a Rachel. There's tension. a, yeah. there's a. I mean, yes, there was a, there was a Rachel tension here. I mean, Jasmine was just like she was. She when she said about local track, it's all fucked. It's up. all fucked up. Next, Next question, like, please. I was like, girl, I loved it. Like I and I loved I it. Love like, that too. That moment where Latrice was like tearing into All Stars One, and then Manila swoops in with right. like, She's well, like, it was we a great experience. Yeah, they were right. still trying to figure it out. Right. And learn how to play well with others, right? Yeah. yeah, and it makes me think of the season nine reunion and how they film that after the yes, finale. Yes. So you watch like Shay is like not fucking around, and Sasha is quietly confident the whole time. Right. <laughs> it's pretty clear why watching it again, like why Shay's so like, you know, stirred up. Yeah, because if you're the winner, you are you're kind of under their thumb, you know. Yes, you really are. Like in some ways, I mean, I don't think. I don't think we could have this conversation with Trixie, but I'd love to ask, like, what happens? Like, to me, I read this as like, now you're in the Illuminati. Like, what happens now? Yeah, like, I mean, I will. You're in I, the brand. I don't know about All Stars three. If I guess if you win, it's hard to have negative feelings. Uh, yeah, right. Because certainly you can't bite the hand. Because Alaska, you. Uh, she's on uh, Race Chasers with with mm-hmm. Willem, who is one of. The most polarizing queens, uh, you know, and often says things where o- Alaska has to just kind of like sure. not comment, yeah, because Willem, whatever he could, it doesn't, he doesn't need Drag Race, so right. uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting in this kind of era of Drag Race to see as it's gotten bigger that like it's kind of like watching a company go from being a startup to being a major corporation. It's like in order to manage this large corporation, there has to be a set of like a, rules of engagement, business rules. You know what I mean? I get that. Yeah. It's not so scrappy, you know, it's not so scrappy. I mean, I, mean, I know we just talked about this, but like Jasmine walks off the set. Like yeah. she must, she either has some nerve or she knows that you were right. Like, she, uh, or what you said before, like she doesn't necessarily need this, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- the, I guess this kind of, this kind of, I, I want to segue into, if you don't mind, um, mm-hmm. uh, cause obviously we're talking about like drag race as a machine and how Queens are acting in it. Uh, the drag race machine has affected, the local drag scene um, in good ways and bad. And they even bring that up. Um, yeah. They start with Jasmine like, oh, it's all fucked up. Um, right. <clears throat> but uh, Monique talks about, uh, you know, places where drag race is actually not looking for girls, which I think was right. interesting. Um, right. And then uh, Farah talking about how gay bars are totally unfair to local queens. Right. Like local girls are working 10 times as hard for like a fraction of the money. And, you know, every girl on Drag Race was just a local girl who got picked. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Here's my problem with this. Like, if you feel so strongly about this, right, if you are helping other local queens come up, right, maybe you're splitting 
your uh, your fee with them. I don't know if they are, but like you can choose to boycott a bar. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, you know, I I think what Sasha Valor has done with nightgowns is really uh, oh, I such see. a great example yeah. of creating a platform where it's like it's not a bar. I'm not. Yeah. It's not, but it's like I'm not going to be beholden to like the bar choosing. I'm gonna I'm gonna create this platform for you know drag that's not going to get you know a spot at Metropolitan or a spot at any of the other bars. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that like that to me is a great use of your of your platform and your money and your energy uh, to support is to to actually respond to what they're critiquing action. because yeah. yeah because Farrah can say all that and she's not wrong but I. I think unless you actually do something like create an opportunity the way Sasha has or the way Sasha Bell has, where she's created this, you know, right. Sasha Bell's drag race, right. you just, it's like create what you want to see in the world. That's what RuPaul did. Yeah. Boulet brothers are doing it right with drag. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's uh, other queens that, you know, we don't know about on drag race that are doing this. I mean, Morgan McMichaels, I think is a perfect yep. example um, of queens mm-hmm. that are, you know, bringing up other local queens. Um, right. Right. And I think that's important to to pair with them um, when you can. Uh, yeah. So it's like that whole idea of like using your privilege for good. You yeah. Know? I right. Think right. That's, yeah. I think becoming a drag race girl is a form of like it's weird to say it's a form of privilege in the drag entertainment world. Well, you get paid is. more. Yeah. And more you, you get, get paid, paid more, more you, you get spend on wigs, you know. Um, yeah. I will say the, I will say it's, it does say that drag race has made local queens kind of step their pussies up. But like money helps that so much the reason there's such a glow up after uh drag race after being on drag race is because you have money now (laughs) right it's not like those queens are not like dancing their ass off or like you know working the perfecto lip sync it's like they don't have five thousand dollars to drop on some like ornate look or they don't have to drive to the brunch spot that they're gonna you know do brunch at yeah, where are they going to get three hours to, like, do that whole look when they got other shit they're trying to do to pay the rent? And, like, right. this is what you do full time. So yeah. it's uh, – I think to say it's forcing other local queens to step it up, it's, like, that's very pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like, mythology, you know? I see what you mean. Yes, yes, yes. You, it, it, you can't always do it alone. You can't. No, no. There are just certain things that, like – yeah, m- no amount of hustle in the world is going to change the fact that like one queen gets paid 2000 a gig and you get 200 if you get enough tips, right, you know? Right. And I, but I think it's important if you are a local queen to not get stuck in that frustration. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you do have to just do it. You do have to do the hustle, right? You can't just be angry at drag race and, and, and then quit, you know, it doesn't change anything. I mean, you certainly can. And that's, I think a direction maybe a lot of Queens have gone, but I think, you know, one of the things that we, um, we'll talk about when we record our, our Tuong Fu episode is like one of the tenets of being a drag queen is like an indomitable spirit. Sure. And I think sure. that that makes sense to me that like part of doing drag is you have to have that like inner reserve. Right. It's not easy. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I, I think all of these Queens, they all have something to promote. They all have a platform. I think as you were mentioning, like they all kind of go down the line, um, I do think, though, that the one thing that they all know that they do have in common is that uh, as Drag Race gets bigger, right, it it will start to it in more negatively affect the local queens. Um, of course. Uh, so yeah. it's important to keep the motivation going. You know, I love when I see Drag Race girls uh, like Trinity or, you know, anybody just... 
um, connecting with local queens and retweeting and uh, and having them in the show and and all of that because yeah that's how it, that's how it starts that's how it, it it's really important mm-hmm. to spoke it to support local drag um, yeah I you know I have a list of local queens in New York City that I go see it's interesting to think about local queens in New York City because it is right. just such a different beast than yeah. like and that's yeah Carson mentions that like New York L A the concept of a local queen here is so different right. from a Kansas City and Indianapolis and Iowa city you know where these queens are are creating drag scenes or working with a very limited drag scene whereas here in la it's like jesus like there's the there is there are all the opportunities and yes all the competition but at least there's opportunities to fight right there's multiple bars there's multiple brunch spots there's multiple like viewing parties that you could just start like hey you want Mm -hmm. gay people to come to your bar i'll host a drag race viewing party you know it's just like okay great go for it yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly. I think that's like one of the draws is like if you have a following on Instagram, for example, and like you can you can get a draw to a bar for a viewing party every week. Right. I mean, like, I mean, in theory, it's like at some point, All Right Mary could be that where we have All Right Mary viewing parties in New York at a bar. With a local and like, queen, yeah. With a local queen. And it's like a whole event. I mean, I'm not, Mary's not hinting at anything. It's just an idea. Oh, but like, certainly, really we fun. certainly want that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Would be oh, we great. would love to do it. But it's like, you know, yeah, these bars need to have... They're always looking for reasons to get people to come out to the bars. Totally. totally. Um, yeah, I would rather a lounge than a bar because a lounge probably yes. serves food and mozzarella sticks, so... Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I don't know where we would do it in New York. I mean, I think we'd need to do it in Brooklyn to be... I mean, does Excelsior have food? Um, Excelsior can make those little microwave toaster oven pizzas. Okay, and maybe we can... Uh, Bring some toaster oven mozzarella sticks. Oh, I love those. Um, yeah, there's yeah. there's a bar in uh, Manhattan that I've talked to you about before that a friend of mine runs parties there that I was thinking about uh, collaborating with them um, uh-huh. to do to do some some show there one night. Um, maybe just yeah. once, see how it goes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Mary's. Uh, we're just kind of floating the idea. But I um, think that it's important to showcase a local queen right because oh yes i mean and not like oh we got a drag race girl it's like no it's like here's some local drag that like you may have not had an opportunity to see uh maybe all you see is drag race and so this is like a chance to like right you know see more i have a feeling though in new york that that's probably not likely so you know if if i'm being honest it would actually be cooler if we like went to new jersey and like did a drag show there with somebody on a friday night you know yeah, I mean, where uh, is Hunkabunka still open? Oh my God, Hunkabunka! <laughs> I just anytime they talk about Hunkabunka, oh, um, oh God, in, it, was it was it Lodi <laughs> Freehold? It was at the crossroads, um, Mary. It was the crossroads. Yeah, crossroads. Uh, I so like where? Yeah, New Jersey. I mean, what Hoboken? No, not Jersey Hoboken. City. There's drag queens that perform in Hoboken, Mary. So are we go to Ridgewood. Where are we going? No, we going to... no, like South Jersey, like West Jersey, like those kinds of places. Oh, I mean, I guess it's like, oh, and that, I was like, South Jersey, so like, uh, Asbury Park? Like, I'm just yeah, you're thinking of only the gay places. Anyway, Mary. Because uh, I'm afraid that we're going to go to like, you know, Teaneck, and it's going to be like you and me and Sheila, who doesn't know what's going on here, and the bartender. Oh, no. Teaneck, <laughs> there'd be a lot of gays that would come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the Teaneck? What's the yeah. Teaneck? Ah! <laughs> All right, T-neck. All right, T-neck. <laughs> anyway, Marys. Um, so I'm gonna hug your T-neck. So <laughs> what? what... <laughs> 
God. Um, <laughs> and I've had it. Um, um, yeah. So uh, uh, the one thing that made me nervous was when Carson allowed the Twitter question, um, do you prefer lip sync for your life or your legacy? It made me think, and also after watching the extended promo, uh-huh. that maybe there's a twist. Maybe something, the rules change, right? So what do you think? Do the rules change, Mary? Yes. I think they've come to realize that the lip sync for your legacy is not as exciting and does not lead to as as high of stakes because they both still stay and i think the rigor morris of having the queens send each other home is only creating more issues that like the stuff that works about drag race is a is a an intense lip sync and um a sense of I think I think Drag Race works best as a meritocracy as much as possible. That like queens go home because they didn't do well, not because of some like survivor stuff. Oh, I see. So you think that they're ending the survivor aspect of this, and then mm-hmm. making it more you know back to the you know cutthroat competition. I mean, I will say yeah. that RuPaul, you said that the rigor Morris is with the lip, uh, the legacy lip syncs, but I see more rigor Morris opportunities with. Uh, uh, last chance lip syncs. Uh, I, I, they're not Wait. last chance lip syncs. We yeah, have yeah. last chance lip sync for your life. Oh, you well, I mean the rigor Morris of like having the queens have a say in who goes home versus this idea that there's these queens being judged and evaluated by a panel and sent home for that reason. Yeah, uh, uh, lip sync for your life could certainly be manipulated to have a queen look like she did better or worse. Yeah. But I, I think it's like, even though they've obviously. Um, played with this sometimes I think in general like it feels better or like it's more entertaining I think when it's about like doing well versus like you know um, manipulating each other or like forming allegiances and alliances like I don't think any of that ever happened oh I see I think yes you're right you're I think right. the like drama they tried to create Roxy being kind of like the goat the one that they bring to yeah the end. yeah yeah, like that's what ended up happening, and I think they didn't want that because on Survivor that works. Oh, I love Survivor. If any Marys are watching uh, David versus Goliath, like I'm loving it. So uh, you know, chime in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I put out the call for Marys watching Survivor and Marys who have alternatives for Tumblr porn. <laughs> I, I want both episodes to make it clear <laughs> that I am in a state of mourning and I need help. Okay, Mary. Um, so yeah, I think that it just doesn't. It just it's not as entertaining of a show, you know. I see what you mean. You know, I, it was interesting seeing the reaction of this question, and I wonder if you read into any of that. Like, you know, there were people that were like, "Legacy, legacy," mm-hmm. and I wonder mm-hmm. if you read that. You know, in retrospect, is like there were queens that were upset that they changed the rules. Well, you know, I I think maybe I read the opposite that when Naomi was like, no, I love lip sync for your life. Cause it's like, you know, it, it's like, you know, you have to prove yourself and like the state, the pressure's on. But like a Monique and Hart, Naomi, like, sh- yeah, but like Naomi, Naomi was talking like a queen who did well. Oh, you know? oh sure. Like, I think oh, if we're, sure. we're going to talk a top three, yeah. I think it's and Naomi. And Jazz and Masters yeah. being like, I don't like to lip sync at all. It's like, girl, weren't you just talking about how your job is to lip sync, you know? Uh, right. Monique well, said and it, like, but. And the fact that she said that there were like deaths and things going on in her personal life during the filming, I mean, she left, you know, she basically kind of gave up a little in season seven because of stuff that she was worried about going on outside of the show that I wouldn't be surprised if Jasmine does it like leaves pretty early, either on her own accord or by limping out, because I just think like 
I, and not, and it's, it is nothing against Jasmine. I just think that like she gets into the situation and realizes, oh fuck this, I don't want to do this, and I'm not going to do it. And so she just doesn't do stuff she doesn't want to yeah, do. Yeah, that's and fine. You know, I get that's fine. That. I I can't. It's like talking back to RuPaul, you know, Tammy Brown. It's like excuse, excuse your mouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I kind of love it, and like the idea of like Tammy and Jasmine, these like longtime LA drag queens. I'm like, yeah, good for them. You know, like. They don't have to put up with this bullshit. <laughs> They've been doing this long before Drag Race started. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. This is their gig, right? They'll always yeah, have this gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jasmine figured out who Jasmine Master was, Masters was long before she got on the show. Whereas some of these queens, like Pharamone, were still figuring out who she was. Right, right. So and, and, and like, listening to you know Mike stagehands that are saying, "Don't take off your jacket." Yeah, that was some exactly. new tea. I did not know that. I feel like she wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah. yeah. Of like- so well, f- just to fill the Marys in, like Pheromone talks about how uh, she's excited to come back on All Stars 4 because, you know, on, all, uh, the, on her season, like she didn't get to showcase what she really wanted to do. And for instance, you know, during the Gaga challenge, I wanted to open up my jacket for the reveal. But like the, the mic guy told me I shouldn't because my mic would show. And so I didn't. Uh, which is like totally fucked up, right? Because like you don't need your mic during your runway walk, right? So like you should be like, yeah, well, fuck it, girl. This is my first look, so I guess you'll have to read me for being mic'd. You know, yeah. I mean, that's uh, you know, that's a you problem, right? You know? Right? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, taking this off. Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? But you know, mm-hmm. little yeah. pheromone. What is she? Twenty two, twenty three years old. She didn't know. She didn't know to talk no. back to a fucking PA. You know. Yeah, she had no intention of being on the show in the first place. She was like, I just kind of put out a tape, and then she basically got Donald Trumped into winning, you know, <laughs> like into getting on the show, you know? I, I You know, I just want to say, whenever I say PA, obviously it means, you know, production assistant, but I just right. think Prince Albert, so. Ugh, I, I just, I, I don't know how, it, I don't know how they do it. I mean, I know how it's done, but I don't, I could never in a million years I've, Get a I feel like that about nipple piercings. I oh, I, yeah. I, I, I I find them sexy and I you know I don't mind looking at them. But like me myself, like I my nipples are way. Uh, that's very personal. Um, I I could not do it. <laughs> yeah, I no, I could not either. I do not. They are for show. They don't do anything. There's no hard wiring. I, I, I see that guy, that expression. If I had to die every time I read a profile that said, my nips are hardwired to my dick, I'm like, all right, Mary. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like I hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, all right. All right. Uh, and just so I just I don't have that ex- with you how it works you know that's good yeah no I, I honestly I'm not I appreciate knowing I like you know I like having it's just that, that it, expression. I, always, I see yeah. that expression <laughs> for years I see that expression hard-wired. my nips are hardwired to my cock <laughs> All right. it's such a tank top um and so uh, <laughs> but yeah no otherwise like mine don't do anything for me and in fact I like don't you like you could just leave them be like it kind of like it's almost like uh, like I get weirded out like my wrists like I don't like I when I was a kid I used to I, so this is a this is a weird thing I can't believe I'm talking about this but when I was a kid I used to have this weird thing where like my temples and my wrists I used to call them my icky spots because I was like if somebody like like pushed it I'd get grossed out like if you like like that would gross me out to like put like poke my temple it was like Ugh! it was like 
it'd be like poking my eye. Poke your you temple. Know what I, mean? ugh. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And so like, I kind of have the same feeling about my nipples. I'm like, oh God, I just keep moving down. Put that You're on fine. your profile, Mary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My, my nipples have a dead connection to the rest of my yeah, body. Don't don't poke my temples. <laughs> don't poke my icky yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. Poke my church, not my temple. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> Open the church and hear all the right, people. Right, yeah, right. Find yeah. my steeple, not my Torah. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you if you found the mezuzah, you've gone through the wrong door. Go back. No yarmulke yeah. needed. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, definitely no yarmulke needed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, that's a, that's a condom a, joke. <laughs> that's a condom joke. That's a that's a Jewish bareback yeah, joke. That's, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, that's some raw porking. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh my god, Mary? porking! Oh, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh god, you filthy pig! Anyway, <laughs> anyway, pig. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's my Ellen. Um, Ellen, who uh, has temper tantrums. Anyway, sorry, Mary. Yeah, they're um, so funny. <laughs> so, um, okay, so we talked about the lip sync. So you're you think that's going to change? Okay, I do, and I'm very excited about that because I love a lip sync. Okay, life. great. I think it brings the best out of these queens. Okay, that's yeah. good. Um, yeah, they'll. They, uh, I I don't know. Uh, I, is the voting thing still going to happen? I would. Well, I, so if they just change the lip sync, I feel and is like this it all Ben's be, fault, right? Like those are right. Those it are could reasons. right. Yeah, it could be that that maybe the choice is that the queen chooses like maybe the queen choose who lip syncs. I don't know. I mean, maybe the queen who wins the lip sync chooses something. I don't right. Know. Like maybe it's like the queen. That queen is then choosing who has to lip sync for their lives. Uh, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. I haven't heard any tea about it either. The first I heard about it was a commercial. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that, I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything more to say about this build interview? I think we, we talked about this for a while. I mean, other than like the dig of like about, you know, RuPaul, like not looking so great in the promo, like Gia Gunn just being like, come on, you and I both know we've seen better. Right. Wow. She was not like, I was like, okay, Gia, what happened? Gia? Yeah. What happened? Gia? Yeah. Yeah, you and I yeah. both know. Yeah, you and I both know something happened. Yeah. There's a little beady beady right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what did she say? Comas- oh, uh, oh, is it? Uh, Hola, tienes preguntas or something like that. <laughs> tienes es preguntas. Hola. I think that's what she says. <laughs> I love her. Um, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's. I'm very excited to see G again on Drag Race again. Um, I. You know, I can't see that she's going to go very far, but uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I love Gia again. So, yeah, no, it'd be fun to see her again. It'll be fun to see her now and this this new this new Gia. You know? Yeah, Gia, Gia. Uh, yeah, yeah, the new Gia Accord. Um, I <laughs> new Geo Metro. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, certainly the behavior on this episode makes me think Gia does not go far. Um, I guess the yeah. other kind of reading I can see. Uh, the the one that we haven't talked about is Trinity Taylor. Really, I don't know if we've we kind have of not. mentioned her. Um, she uh, she played by the rules. She certainly seems That's what I was gonna kind say. of you know mm-hmm. very amiable and um, or amicable. Um, yeah, amicable. She's, yeah, she's uh, yeah, and I think she her love with Valentina was there, and she answered the questions very kind of pageant like. 
Yeah, I think that Trinity, like, I think that she is kind of like Kennedy, where we talked about, where, like, it's like a pageant girl who's been doing this a while and is like, okay, this is what they want me to do now. Right. Okay, all right, that's what they said. Right. Oh, like, she just, there is a lack of um, of bullshit that I love about Trinity. Like, I, I think during season nine, we talked about her as, like, the cool babysitter. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just, like, I, that's what I love most about right. her. Uh, yeah, and then I feel like, um, uh, I feel like there was someone else that we haven't really talked about, but Latrice? I think we kind of covered them. Latrice, yeah, I mean, you know, I the pheromone and Latrice, I, I think, are the only ones kind of left. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I'm, I'm excited about this cast. I love this cast but, so much, but yeah, something happens. But something, something happens because there happens. is a yeah. there's a weird tension. Yeah. yeah, and I guess the only thing I would just say is like Valentina. I am excited to see her again. I think that whole speech about like that there is something sort of political about her drag because she's just showing that like Latinos are, you know, the Latin community is not criminals. And, Ma- Mary, and drug Mary, if you have, did you listen to Katya and Craig interview her? I haven't listened to it. Mary. Yet. Yeah. T- listen to it tonight or tomorrow. Like it is so yeah. good. Valentina is, you, if you don't like Valentina, just listen to that interview and you will fall in love with her. Um, her yeah. drag is very p- political and, the way she talks about it on that podcast in particular um, is even more illuminating. Just hearing um, exactly what she's doing and why she's doing it. Like she purposely does Spanish songs like in Spanish in non-Spanish speaking countries. Like it is Mm -hmm. all she puts her culture into her drag for a reason and is all very intentional and and brilliant. Uh, I just love the way she talks about it. Um, You will fall in love with her in that episode. Yeah, it's I'm I'm excited to have this kind of like evolution on Valentina and uh I mean I think that's all great, of course. And you know, I uh I am actually really excited to see her on All Stars Four. On the I'm drags, excited to see what she does. Drags, yeah. yeah. From the drags, from like and what she's gonna do. Like Valentina's full of surprises. Yeah. So yeah, totally. I'm excited. You know, I, I'm not mad at it. Well, with that, Marys, uh, we're going to end our nuance episode. This was a long nuance episode. Normally, we don't yeah. go this long, but we had two big things to talk about. But if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or uh, you can email us. We love emails. Um, All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. If you want, you can also follow me on Instagram at Johnny Also. And of course, you can get more of me on my podcast. In the details, a celebration of nuance where I am uh, about to continue my Cherishing Valerie series on the comeback. Uh, and of course, uh, you can get more of both of us on patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, where Matreon's get a bonus episode every single week. And if you listen to our main stage episode and you are a Matreon, then you already know that you just got a mega episode of Mrs. Doubtfire and you're about to get another often requested Matreon. Yeah, there you go. Two Wong Fu. Mm-hmm. Um, Two Wong Fu. Well, with that, Marys, we will see you next week for All Stars 4. It's all happening. It's all starting. And we, it's, it's All Stars Fording. Um, but we can't do anything about it. And here we go. <laughs> and if you're going to all-star four, all-star four loudly. <laughs> or, uh, you know, you can all-star four all over me, you know, like, uh, uh, <laughs> like Monet. Uh, and, all-star four all over my face. Monet and yeah. Naomi, yeah. Um, all right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew you loved that. I too. was like, well, maybe I don't like you so much. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Marys. We will see you next week. Uh, have a great one. Bye.